During the recitation of Surah Al-Nahl, the Surah of the Bee, which is also called Surah Al-Ni'am, the Surah in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned many, many of his bounties and favors. Amongst the bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned, there is a particular verse in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights a practice in the days of Jahiliyyah of burying their daughters alive out of disgrace in their minds. That if somebody is, if somebody is blessed with a daughter, his face would turn pale with disgust and humiliation out of the fear that I have to take care of this child and one day she will get married and live in some other family and she would be the mother of children from another family, which was the, the pinnacle of jahili and ignorance. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this verse and shows us through the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has valued daughters and the female offspring that we have. In another verse of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in telling us about the bounty of children, Allah creates what He wills, and to Him, to him belongs the, 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 the kingdom of the heavens and the earth. And He gives as a gift unto you daughters. So, first, daughters are mentioned. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives as a gift unto you sons. So, both are a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the ulama say the sequence in which the, the genders have been mentioned is an indication to show the people of Jahiliyyah that this misconception that you have that having a daughter is some bad omen or some form of bad luck is something totally unfounded. And the practice of Rasulullah sallallahu the words he advocated about a person who has a daughter and looks after her, gives her a good name and takes care of her, the promise of a palace in Jannah for such a parent. Rasulullah sallallahu his beloved daughters in particular Sayyidah Fatima radiallahu anha because the other daughters, Ruqayya, Zainab and Ummu Kulthum radiallahu anhun, they passed away during the lifetime of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi So he had a very, very special and strong bond with Sayyidah Fatima radiallahu anha. In fact, in the hadith it is mentioned that if Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was visited by Sayyidah Fatima radiallahu anha, he would get up from his place, go to welcome her, kiss her and kiss her on her forehead and place her to sit on the place that he was seated. What place can be more Mubarak and blessed than the place where Rasulullah sallallahu sat? Similarly, if he had to visit her, she would stand up and then she would kiss the blessed forehead and hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whenever he left Medina Munawwara, the last house that he would pop in would be the house of Fatima radiallahu anha. And the first house when he returns from a journey would be the house of his beloved daughter, Sayyidah Fatima radiallahu anha. In fact, she was so dear unto him, in his maradul wafat, when Nabi sallallahu was about to leave this world, he called Fatima radiallahu anha. And she was about 27 to 28 years old. And he whispered something to her, and uh, she began to weep. Then after a little while, he whispered something again, and she began to chuckle and laugh. 
Ummul Mu'mineen Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha inquired and said, Oh Fatima, I'm asking you, please tell me, what is it that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam whispered in your ear? So while Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was alive, she didn't tell, Nabi, she didn't tell Aisha radiallahu anha. And after some time she said that when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called me, he told me, Oh Fatima, it seems as if I'm not going to survive this sickness. Within a very short while I'm going to depart from this world and this is what resulted in my tearing and my crying. And then she said, well, what was the second reason of your laughing? She replied that Rasulullah sallallahu said, you will be the first of my family members to join me in the akhirah. So six months thereafter was the demise and the, the, the wafat of Sayyidah Fatima radiallahu anha. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored us with daughters and it is our duty to ensure that we take care of them, we, we educate them, we make them amongst the greatest that we can produce in our generation. If you look in the legacy of our, our Sharia, Imam Malik, rahimahullah, one of the four Imams, who is known for compiling one of the most authentic books of Hadith, Al Muwatta, it is said that when the students would come to his house to recite the book of Hadith to him, if they would make a mistake in the grammar of pronouncing the words of the Hadith, they would hear a knock from inside on the door, which was the daughter of Imam Malik, rahimahullah, indicating to them that you made a mistake, you need to repeat that Hadith again. So the rectification came from inside. Imam Muhammad ibn al-Jazri, who is one of the greatest imams of the Qira'at, the variant readings of the Qur'an, he says, from all my children, my daughter Salma was the one who encompassed all the Qira'at and the methodologies of reciting the Qur'an better than all my sons. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored them. And it is our duty to ensure that we maintain this legacy of taking care of them, educating them, and giving them the correct tarbiyah which Rasulullah sallallahu taught his daughters and the women of this ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us barakah in our daughters and our sons and our children insha'Allah and make them the flag bearers of deen insha'Allah till the day of qiyamah wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.